As Damian Brady likes to say, friends don't let friends right-click publish, but best friends help you rub a little DevOps on it and make it better. Byron is here to show us how to use Deployment Center for app service to get your code into production, today on Azure Friday. Hey everyone, Donovan Brown here with another episode of Azure Friday. I'm here with Byron and we're going to learn about Deployment Center. Now, there's been deployment centers before, so why right. are we having another show on it? Yeah, so uh, deployment center is the centralized way to get all of your code into uh, an app service. App. Okay. Uh, before, we had four different experiences that took over different parts of the deployment. Like, for example, if you were doing FTP deploy, mm -hmm. or if you were doing an automated CI pipeline, uh, or if you were using Azure pipelines. Okay. But uh, we believe that it, having a central point where you, that's the only place where you go to do anything deployment related is the way to go. Okay. Uh, so what I'm showing you, what I'm going to show you is, uh, this is basically an empty web app. Uh, we're going to go check it out, see that there's nothing there. <laughs> okay. Um, and what people are traditionally having using is this deployment options uh, option in the menu. Got it. Classic. Uh, we're calling it classic and we're doing a slow rollout. So I think right now we're up to 75% of users okay. are still seeing both. Okay. Uh, but it's slowly getting to the point where only the only option you're going to see is deployment center. Okay. Now the cool thing is if you have already configured CI CD through deployment options, you will that configuration just passes on to deployment center and you don't have to do anything Perfect. about it. Perfect. So it's really just a difference in UX experience. Okay. Uh, once you go into deployment center, you're going to see that this basically covers all the bases from uh, if you're using Azure Pipelines or Azure uh, DevOps and repos, you can mm -hmm. use that. Uh, you can use GitHub, Bitbucket. You can uh, do local Git, which is basically running the, the Git server on the, on the web app. Okay. Uh, then if you're not doing production type stuff, uh, for example, I know Scott Hanselman likes to use this one, OneDrive or Dropbox deployment, where you have somebody that is not technical. Sure. You can just modify a Word document and hit sync, and it will pull in Nice. The stuff into your app. Okay. And then we also have, for FTP. example, the non CI CD stuff, which is like FTP. Okay. Um, for this demo, I'm going to do GitHub because that's where my code is checked in right now. Okay. So this is basically the first option. Where is your code checked in? Uh, once I go with GitHub, uh, if I'm doing this, this for the first time, I would have to authenticate. Sure. Uh, but I've done this demo a couple times, so I'm already authenticated. Okay. Your next option is the build server. So for those of you that are not very technical, build is basically wherever the source code gets compiled into something that is actually going to serve your website. Right. Uh, you have two options. You can use the built-in web server, uh, the built-in build server that's part of App Service, mm -hmm. which is this project that we call Kudu. Okay. And that is for simple cases when you're getting started. If you're doing this for the first time, that's probably what you want to do. Okay. Uh, if you have a more sophisticated or you have more of a pipeline where you want to do automated testing or you have some gates that you want to make sure that your code is doing the right thing before it hits production, sure. uh, you can go with Azure Pipelines. So let me ask you a question right here. What's what If I were to go and choose Kudu now because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in a hurry, I don't have any unit test written yet, right. and I just want to get it into production. Am I able to come back and then later change this, or how does that look like? Right. Uh, so once you set up the pipeline, you would basically need to unsync or basically break that relationship okay. and set it up again. Got it. But that doesn't change your code. If right. your code is already deployed, that would stay there. Okay. It's just 
when you unsync, you won't get any refreshes until you configure it again. Got it. So I would come in here, go ahead and set up Kudu, get it going. And then when I realize, oh man, I want to run tests, I want to build Docker images, I want to run validation and cred scans, I need a little bit more power, mm -hmm. then I could come back in, just disconnect it, and rewire it using pipelines instead. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So for my scenario, I'm doing something very simple. I'm just going to go with Kudu. Mm -hmm. And then here are some of the usability improvements that we've had. Uh, in the old UI, it was very hard to search for something if you had a lot of organizations, a lot of, of repos, repos yeah. right? So right now, it's very easy. You can just type what you're looking for. So I know that I'm doing Azure Fridays. There it goes. I can Perfect. select it. Got it. Uh, we've also made perfect improvements so that even if we have a ton of repos, we're able to index it and make it easy to find it. Very good. Uh, so this is all of what you would expect when you're configuring uh, where, where, you're, where you're pulling your code from. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the summary page, which basically gives you a confirmation of the steps that you're, that you're doing. Right. Uh, when I finally click Finish, what's going to happen is, for this particular case, we're going to go talk to GitHub. We're going to set up a webhook okay. so that every time that a code change happens, we get notified of that. And only to the master branch, right? And only to the master branch, okay, right. Uh, yeah, so you, if you had a dev branch, you could be happily checking in there. And when you do your integration into master, only then would you trigger other Got command. It. Now, that makes me wonder, if could I, can I connect multiple branches to this? Uh, you could connect, let's say, a different app to a different branch. Got it. But this app is going to be tied to one branch if you're using the Kudu path. Right. right. But once you go to the pipelines path, then obviously you can control right. it from there. Okay. You can define it in the pipeline. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, okay. The cool thing about being able to configure multiple apps to multiple branches is once you're doing like a more serious development environment where you maybe have a test environment, uh, you can set up a different app that is pulling from test that is separate from your production. Potentially, right? yeah. Right. Uh, and you can separate the app service plan that is hosting that app. Sure. So that when you do a load test, you're, you're not, not load testing production. Exactly. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so while we were talking, what happened was GitHub got the webhook. The webhook called into Kudu. Kudu picked up the changes, and now we should have a new version of the of the website up and running. So this is a very boring website. This is the .dot .net new project MVC, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> uh, and we have something there. Sure. So. Uh, let's go do some audacious code edits uh, <laughs> because you know there's nothing that could go wrong when you're doing a demo and Never. writing live code. Never. So what I have right here is just Visual Studio Code, and I have a version of the project that I just have sitting on my on my on my machine. Right. Okay. So I've Git cloned into my my machine. Okay. And there's all of this boring carousel stuff that I don't really care about. That's not really what I want to see. What I want to see is I want to see a little bit of DevOps. Oh, nice. So I'm just going to knock all of this thing out. Okay. I'm cheating a little bit here. No problem. Uh, so I've saved my file. Uh, now, what I don't want to do is I have the app service extension right here, and I could go and right click, no, push this, no, right? No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'm going to do instead is over here, I can see that I have one, one change pending. Yep. So I'm just going to do uh, git commit. Git commit am Azure Friday. OK. And then a push. And a git push. Yep. Uh, so we were very cavalier here because we didn't build it. 
yeah. we're going to do a code review, all of those things you should do. Because, but because I kind of know what I'm doing here, yes. uh, I'm just going to go ahead with it. We trust you. And uh, what's happening over here is this should basically pick up the change. And we should be able to see some of the other improvements that we've made here. Like, for example, you're able to see the commit ID okay. and the commit message. Oh, interesting. So that gives you a better idea of what's actually deployed right. there. Uh, so right now, it looks like my changes have not yet been picked up. But let me see if I can refresh. Uh, so now it picked up the change. And you can see it's picked up the, the commit message, yep. the commit ID. Is doing the deployments. Gotcha. Now, while that is running, I'm going to show you some other improvements that we did, and that is basically surfacing the logs. Okay. So the logs are a lot easier to find now, and you can actually see them right here in the UI. Interesting. So if you have configured your build in any way, you're able to see what step, and if it fails, you know, what happened. able to easily happened. troubleshoot that. Right. Correct. So now um, we have a successful deployment, it looks like. On so the now we have a successful deployment. And let's see what it looks like once we've rubbed a little DevOps on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so let's say I've done this, and I've published something that is maybe not what I wanted. <laughs> of course you want this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This should be on every website. But uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things that you can do is you can easily go back to a previous state. Oh, okay. And you can basically go and redeploy. Awesome. Right? So it makes it very easy to you know, push changes. And if you're doing an, an agile development lifecycle, sure. what you want to do is you want to make sure that every check-in gets into an environment where you can test it, right? right? So that the, it runs on my machine is not a valid excuse no, anymore. not anymore. Uh, and by using this, uh, even if you push something that's going to break your test environment, your dev environment, it's always very easy to go back uh, and then recover what was there before. Very, very cool. This is this is almost like a different version of deployment slots, right? Because, I mean, that's essentially what you did. Deployment right. slots give you that really quick and easy rollback scenario, potentially. Mm -hmm. And even without doing that, because to get deployment slots, you have to buy a certain level of, of capacity, right. right? Now you're basically getting a, a, a cheaper version or an alternative uh, right. way of being able to quickly roll back, which you couldn't do. I don't remember being able to do that before. Right. Uh, it was very hidden. You, gotcha. you actually need to know that it existed, and you had to kind of like dig around the UI to find it. Gotcha. So we, we have telemetry in what are the features that people like, what are the features that people use. And part of what we're trying to do with this UX improvements is basically bring those features out, make them more visible, more easy to, easier to find. Very cool. And uh, the important thing to note is, because you brought up deployment slots, mm -hmm. uh, deployment slots is still the, what you want to use when you're in a production environment. Sure. Uh, because you want to separate the, the code where, is, where deployment is happening because you could hit a cold start, or you still have that other layer of protection of it went there, but it's not really what I want. Uh, and we're going to do another video about that because that's another UI that we're oh, I, I am a huge fan of deployment slots because it truly gives me that zero downtime deployment. Exactly. Right? I can take as long as I need to to copy it. I can mm -hmm. see that slot. I can smoke test it, make sure it's okay. Never load test that slot. Right. But when I know it's good, I can swap it, which is it's just fantastic, which you can't do in a scenario like this. Right. So this is, like, again, it's like a good starter. Mm -hmm. It's definitely better than right-click and publishing. Exactly. But it's a nice way to grow up into a bigger and more, more mature uh, scenario. That's, that's exactly the point. And, and we work on app service thinking that features uh, basically have synergy with, with themselves. Gotcha. Right? So you definitely want to use deployment slots, but you don't want to be FTP deploying to a deployment slot. Right? No. You want to be right-click deploying to the to a deployment slot. You want to be using a pipeline. Absolutely. And basically, you build those things together, and then you have an enterprise quality.
development lifecycle. Fantastic. Thank you so much for showing us these new improvements. We're learning all about Deployment Center here on Azure Friday.